0: All right, so this week, I've got a weird story, one that intersects tech, gaming, and the Web3 world with the shadowy world of nuclear weapons and a fight for global power.
1: Okay, I think I can guess where you're going with this from what I've heard in the past, but I, I don't know how they're related, though.
0: <laughs> All right, here, let me give you
1: a hint. I think that might be coming from a video game, but I, I don't know for sure. Okay, so that's... Axie Infinity,
0: And today we're going to discuss how Axie Infinity and other Web3 and fintech players have inadvertently helped aid North Korea's secretive missile program. It's a product story about the negative consequences, the unhappy path planning that we often don't do, and how to tackle security and risk mitigation. Wow.
1: Yeah, you're covering all the fun stuff there, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So right after... We roll the intro. Welcome
1: to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective, where your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belcito. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red-teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI.
0: Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocket FM 24. That's pork porkbun, P O R K B U N dot com forward slash rocket FM 24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. Okay, so where do we start?
1: Well, probably at the beginning, maybe?
0: I know, I know, yes. Okay, (laughs) so let's start with the Lazarus Group, the, the North Korean hacker organization that was responsible for swiping over $400 million last year. And this was all to help fund the North Korean nuclear programs.
1: We first heard about them back in 2014 when they successfully hacked Sony Pictures Here's a segment from ABC News. The finger of blame directly at North Korea for the devastating cyber attack against Sony Pictures. Sony pulling the plug on the interview, saying it will not show the controversial comedy about an assassination attempt on North Korea's leader.
0: So that was more of a revenge hack, if you will. They wanted to prevent a movie from being released that was poking fun and North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un. But it showed the sophistication that they had developed.
1: And since then, they've turned their attention to generating revenue from these activities. It later used Trojan malware to steal millions from ATMs across Asia and Africa in 2018 and has also been linked to WannaCry ransomware.
0: And like we've mentioned, stole over $400 million last year alone, money that is being funneled towards their nuclear development.
1: But the sources where they're hacking have a very close relationship with the worlds that many of us work in. For instance, the mobile game Axie Infinity, a playful childlike video game developed by Vietnamese studio Sky Mavis. It's known for its in-game economy, which uses Ethereum-based cryptocurrencies as its in-game token or reward system. So
0: to hack this game, the hackers infiltrated part of Ronin, the underlying blockchain that powers the game developers at Sky Mavis, which runs both Axie Infinity and Ronin, said they discovered the breach in late of March of 2022. The hackers ended up making off with around 620 million in cryptocurrency at that time.
1: The Treasury Department first noted that the hack was linked to the Lazarus Group when it updated its sanctions listing for the group to add a cryptocurrency address used in the hack. The updates confirmed that the North Korean cyber criminal group was behind the March hack. That's what the blockchain data from Chain Analysis said on Twitter. Here's actually a clip we can play.
0: In crypto, a massive security
1: breach affecting popular NFT game Axie Infinity and the Ronin network. Hackers stole more than $600 million, making it one of the largest hacks in the history of decentralized finance.
0: Okay, so what does any of this have to do with product?
1: Well, the way they hacked in was... Sort of genius, actually, and a social engineering that any of us could honestly be susceptible to. And for product managers, we need to really prepare for this, even when we're working on projects that seemingly wouldn't have these types of repercussions.
0: Yeah, the Lazarus Group, they devised an elaborate hoax to break into Axie Infinity's parent company, Sky Mavis. They began by posting a hoax job ad for a high paying engineering position onto LinkedIn.
1: A fake recruiter then reached out to engineers at Sky Mavis about this job, and lo and behold, one of those engineers engaged them. He had an entire interview process, including talking over the phone with interviewers. At the end of the interview process, the engineer was sent an
0: offer PDF. It included malicious software code, unbeknownst to the engineer. He opened it
1: and his machine was infected. The malicious code was a Trojan horse. It allowed the North Koreans complete access to the engineer's computer. The engineer had access to the entirety of Sky Mavis' codebase, and so the North Koreans did as well.
0: But Sky Mavis's Ronin chain consisted of nine validator nodes. In order to recognize a deposit event or a withdrawal event, five out of the nine validator signatures are needed. So the Lazarus group managed to get control over Sky Mavis's four Ronin validators and then a third-party validator, which was run by their Axie DAO.
1: The validator key scheme is set up to be decentralized, so it limits an attack vector similar to this one. But the attacker found a backdoor through their gas-free RPC node, which they then used to get the signature for the Axie DAO validator.
0: And these security systems are getting more and more complicated, and yet they're still not sophisticated enough to fend off an attack like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know all of the things that we're talking (laughs) about here. Like, it's super, super complicated. But yeah, I mean, within six weeks of this hack, though, they ended up, Moving all of the $600 million of Ethereum. And Lazarus bridged the ETH from the Ethereum blockchain to the BNB chain and then swapped all that ETH for USDD, um, which was then bridged to the BitTorrent chain.
0: So very complicated, but basically they started moving these coins around um, to the point where they were undetectable or or it was very hard to detect. They brought it out of the Axie Infinity ecosystem and then were able to turn them into currency that they could use to fund their nuclear program.
1: Yeah, Thank you for making it easier for me to understand, Michael. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right look that's a lot so we should get into it even more and talk about everything that happened next after a quick break
0: this episode is brought to you by yahoo finance Wouldn't it be great if you could see all of your investment and retirement accounts in one place? With Yahoo Finance, you can consolidate your views with multiple accounts into one hub and access the expert analysis you need to tend to your entire portfolio with confidence. Honestly, this has been a lifesaver for me. I've used Yahoo Finance to consolidate all of my various 401k and investment accounts so I can see everything all in one place. And it makes it incredibly easy to manage So, if you're struggling with that check out yahoo finance for over 25 years yahoo finance has been the brand behind every great investor you can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth including your 401k and other investments a comprehensive perspective is what sets apart a great investor and that's how yahoo finance ensures that you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety so go to YahooFinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. at and business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep with Rain was a hit take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com that's business.att.com so before the break we were discussing the intricate but successful hack the lazarus group north korea's elite hacking agency used to steal over 600 million dollars worth of ethereum to help fund their nuclear programs
1: the thing is these are no longer just amateur hackers these hackers are recruited by the government and trained starting as early as grade school. But there are some defectors.
0: Kim Hwang Kwang, who is a computer science professor in North Korea, he spent 19 years teaching students turned recruits for the North Korean regime on cyber warfare. Here is a translated interview with him from the BBC.
1: The reason North Korea has been harassing other countries is to demonstrate that they have cyber war capacity. The cyber attacks could have a similar impact to military attacks, killing people and destroying cities. Students who graduate at the top of their class in several selected primary schools all over the country and show excellence in science and mathematics, they're selected to be enrolled in the elite training schools. The North Korean education system groups middle school and high schools together into basically a six-year program. There's a pyramid-like prodigy recruiting system where smart kids
0: from all over the country, students who are good at math, coding, processes, um, analytical skills, they're picked up and then they're grouped together.
1: Following an expedited two-year program at university, students are then sent to China or Russia for about one year to solidify their knowledge of hacking and other technical skills. After the overseas training, they're placed in various warfare units to serve as, quote, cyber warriors.
0: These cyber warriors are provided with the best environment and they graduate with the top of their grades. And even their families, their parents, their spouses, they're given the opportunity to live in the capital in what's considered lavish living environment. So they get the whole family bought into this.
1: Yeah. So think about it. We are up against all of that.
0: Yeah. Now. I wouldn't be worried if that target was just like government institutions, but it's not. It's any commerce driven application or website that could have vulnerabilities that are exploitable.
1: Yeah. Things we don't always think about when we're moving up quickly to ship and, you know, drive growth.
0: Yep. So what do we do? Couple uh, suggestions after a quick break. So let's discuss what type of measures we can take to help prevent a Lazarus style
1: attack. All right, yeah, and this is going to probably get in the weeds a little bit, but overall, two-factor authentication, it's just not enough, right? I mean, phishing attacks, they generally begin with an email to attempt to extract information from the person that they can use to then gain access to the system. Now, in this case, they targeted an account that people use on their personal computers, which then connects with Microsoft Azure. Here's the
0: sneaky part. After the first person logged in from their usual computer, right, the the engineer who they uh, sent the PDF to, there was another login that happened from a different unknown place. Unlike the first login, this one didn't need that extra security code called the two-factor authentication because somehow they already had the right token that they stole from the first user
1: this whole situation tells us that using two-factor authentication is a good idea but we need to set it up right to make it work and we should keep an eye on our computer logs for any strange logins like when someone logs in from different places at the same time we could have caught the problem earlier if we were better at checking those logs but here's the catch we need to make sure those logs are available in the first place So that
0: brings us to point two, remember to log and make the logs available. This is, these are tasks that PMs need to set up when they're working on a project and putting together a launch plan the hackers initially went after some computer systems that were running on linux and unfortunately those systems just don't keep good records of what's happening so they couldn't actually see what the hackers were doing
1: yeah the same problem occurred with the systems from citrix and sure the records didn't give us enough information about how the hackers were logging in this lack of information made it pretty tough to figure out what the hackers were up to It's not just about having the logs though. We need to make sure that those logs are easy to use for investigation. So it's not enough to save data. We need to be able to quickly look at it and understand it. We should check this in advance to make sure it's working properly.
0: Next, the hackers target is Windows servers. Luckily, the logging on these servers were better, so they're able to see them as they gained higher and higher level access. They did this by taking advantage of a known weakness in a computer component called a DLL. Now, that's not important, but the best way to find these kinds of weaknesses is through a vulnerability scan. And if they had an extended detection and response system in place, they would have caught this a lot sooner.
1: Now we should probably talk about two important ways to stop hackers from getting too deep into our computer network. The first way is called network segmentation. Think of
0: our computer network like a big building with different sections. Network segmentation is like having locked doors between those sections. So if a hacker somehow gets into one section, they can't easily move into under other parts of the building. It's like putting barriers in their way to
1: kind of slow them down and limit the damage. The second way involves allowing certain security activities to happen only from specific computers in our office. Imagine these computers as the super secure control centers. If a hacker somehow gets control of a regular computer, they won't be able to perform important security tasks from it.
0: These two measures together can help keep our computer network safer and harder for hackers
1: to cause harm. So look, hopefully not many of us will come up against the Lazarus group, but it is important to keep in mind when we're building product. Like we have to ask ourselves questions like, Hey, what could go wrong? What are risks that we might be opening up our companies to? These aren't things that we like thinking about, but in reality, we have to at least ask ourselves these questions.
0: Yeah, so look, that will do us for today. Stay safe out there. For Mike Belsito, I'm Michael Saka, and this
1: is rocketship.fm.